Breakfast from Scotston. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast with Jack and Ashy. Welcome back to Warriors Weekly, the official Glasgow Warriors Club podcast. As always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Acast and every other podcast platform. I'm Jack Reed. With me is Adam Ash. Ashy, how does that victory over the Scarlet's rate in terms of your games playing for this club? Definitely top three. Yeah? Top three, I think. Um, aye, I'd say going off the kind of elation mm-hmm. that I had at the end of the game, it's probably in my top three. Don't ask for the other two, but... Um, I it just it was unbelievable. I think to you know obviously going into the game we we're probably underdogs, mm-hmm. uh, missing quite a few guys and, and then well, all things team. with how many guys we were missing and what yeah that's pretty much that same starting fifteen came up here and did to us in the playoffs. Yeah, completely. I mean, it's uh, it's phenomenal stuff. I mean, and obviously to go down with a red card. Um, so talk the, us through what was the pre pre game chat like. Fuzzy as captain, how was he? Um, Did he get you all think, riled uh, up in the dressing room? There was a few comments in the warm-up saying it was a bit flat. And, you know, like that's quite normal, you know. Mm-hmm. A couple of little jags in there just to get the guys kind of picked up a little bit. Um, and then we just kind of, you know, Fuzzy Fuzzy does get the guys pretty riled up. He, he's passionate about the club and, you know, he's been here for a long time. So, uh, you know, we, we went out of the changing rooms and, and we were ready to go. Um and I think we started off the game pretty well, and obviously then sort of ten minutes in or something, I think it was the the red card incident, which I don't so think 19. anybody. Yeah, so is it nineteen? Andy Allen sent off the first uh, nineteen minutes went quick, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, nobody was expecting it. We were thinking, oh, it's probably going to be a penalty or something, but you know the way the the rules are changing and stuff in the game. Obviously, we've seen the red card coming out, and I was like, oh. and then I said to Tim Swinson, I don't think that's a red. And him being a referee, he said, "Nope, that is a red direct contact to the head." Yeah, he straightened me up quickly. Um, but you know, so what I, happened then? You see the red? Do you all come in and have a quick chat yeah, there and then? Yeah, exactly. We we sort of came in. Uh, you know, we spoke about uh, tactically changing a couple of things. Um, is there anything you know, anything of that you can divulge, or is it? Um, I guess so. Yeah, I mean, we we play a kind of one three one. Uh, one three three one pattern, uh, which most people probably won't understand what that means, mm-hmm. but it basically means that there's at all times there's two loose forwards in the wide channel, so one on the left hand side of the field, one on the right hand side, um, and because we were playing with one less man, what we said was that we'll, we'll try and bring one of those guys in, so whatever side we're playing away from, that guy will come in. Right. Okay. Um, so that was one of the changes that we made. We obviously tightened up a lot uh, when it came to our sort of face shape, so we started going through the middle a lot more. You'll have seen if you watched, there was a lot of pick and goes and mm-hmm. just like one, two metres at a time just to kind of, one, make yeah small metres. But, you know, uh, I think that that's probably the best way to slow the game down and it eats the, eats the clock as well. Um, and then Matt Smith obviously came off for only Cabbles. So did your role change out there? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, it was unfortunate because Matt Smith had a fantastic well, start to the game. Smash that guy. Well, say, if, you, if you head over to our Twitter or Instagram, you'll see one of the biggest hits of the season. Aye, he sent in phenomenal stuff. And the thing is, is like that's just like normal for Matt. Like, he was like, I think he's seen the the video on Twitter or something yeah, like yeah. that, and he was like, oh man, I can't believe they've done this. But for me and for everyone else, it was a massive hit. But from what I've seen, and you know, I watched a lot of his under twenty season. He's like making hits like that every game. So it's he's definitely one to watch. Um, but I, I mean, it was a. Uh, it was, it was just brilliant. It was mm-hmm. just quality. Um, so we got ourselves a nice work. little lead, and then ah, sorry, I lost my train. I thought there. And then half time. Talk us through half time. 
half time uh, you know it's kind of one of those ones when we're in the changing room and we're sort of thinking right we've got a, we've got a good lead here and you know we just got to keep doing whatever it is we're doing so you know the message was very much keep going through the middle of them uh, pick and goes little pops forward play uh, and then you know we came out in the start of the second half and that first 10 15 minutes was phenomenal mm-hmm. sort of you know end to end stuff uh, scored a, a fantastic try that was disallowed yeah, yeah. Uh, which was unfortunate that would have been try of the season had yeah that I, I really think it would have been um, so you know to come out in the second half and play like that and, and, and kind of get things going as smoothly as we did was, was massive you know I think it would have been it would have it would have been pretty difficult if we hadn't started the second half like we did, given the circumstances. I think if they'd have come out and got on top, it would have made yeah, things yeah. difficult. Were you blowing? Kind of. Did um, you notice the fact that you were doing a little bit extra running, covering that little that extra meter, maybe? Were you probably a little bit? I mean, the way the game played out, it ended up being a, the, the kind of game where there was just a lot of contact. Mm-hmm. So like even today, I'm still struggling a little bit. My neck and my traps are killing me still. Um, really high tackle count and, and we got through a lot of work as a forward pack so I think there was a lot of you know, niggles and stuff after the weekend but um, you know come, we've, got, we've got a seven day turnaround for this game so it's quite good um, so yeah I mean yeah I was just I was just so pleased and, and credit to all the guys for the hard work and uh, we managed to hang on to the end uh, you know even though they sort of started coming back into it a little bit towards the end I think they closed the game out well and um, yeah, one of the best wins I've been involved in, so it was a, I'll be, I'll be in the memory for a while, I think. Martin saying you were captain when Fuzzy went up as well, kind of yeah, ten well, minutes at the end, captain. I think so, yeah. I mean, I, it wasn't until some, I think it was they scored the last try, and then the physios ran on, and they're obviously mic'd up and stuff, and mm-hmm. I think something had been spotted from the touchline, and they said to me, go and speak to the ref and just make sure that, you know, there's there's nothing uh, going on there. And, I, and obviously, at that point, I'd be like, oh, well, I was thinking, why? Why are they telling me? <laughs> then I realised, oh, oh, I must be captain. Have you been captain before? No, well, I've been captain in a pre-season game once, but that was the first time I've been kind of, you know, captain yeah, for yeah. A, a competitive game. But yeah, it was cool, nice. I guess like, yeah, it's kind of unexpected and just kind of happened the way it did. But yeah, it was, uh, it was nice. Whatever it was, ten, fifteen minutes of mm-hmm. captaincy, nice way to be broken in <laughs> and then a perfect way to start a European week really everyone must have been buzzing first day back in regardless of, does it make you said you're feeling achy today does it make those bumps and bruises hurt less the fact that you got such a good result and everyone's yeah. in such a good mood I think so it definitely <laughs> does uh, mm-hmm. there's no doubt about it when you, you can come into Monday and you know that you, the team's had a brilliant performance on the, the Friday or Saturday night and the review's going to be probably quite positive and, mm-hmm. and upbeat um, it definitely, it definitely makes a difference, um, and I think yeah, it's it's been exciting so far. Uh, obviously, leading into a massive week, um, good training week so far. Uh, looking sharp out there today. Yeah, it is. It's looking sharp. Training was good. There was a lot of uh, line breaks and tries and some some fantastic skills. So um, yeah, let's just hope. Man, it's freezing here. I, d- I ended up missing the first part of training today, but kind of came out and warmed up on my own because uh, I'm kind of getting load managed because the last four games mm-hmm. well I've played pretty much 80 minutes for the last four games which is you know quite a, usually you'll play four or three or four games and then you'll get a rest week but um, you know I think uh, you know going into this week just getting a little bit more of a rest 
uh, given the, the, the amount of game times, but it was so cold. Well, mate, we're off to south of France. It's tropical down there. I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm hoping that it's better weather over there. But from what I've heard, the, the old uh, Lyon pitch is a bit boggy. Right, okay. Um, so what do you know of Lyon? We've never played them before. No, never, ever played, so... I mean... We've obviously got footage, we've been watching clips. What, yeah. are, you, what are you expecting? What are we expecting? Um, I'm expecting a big physical team. Uh, that's what you can expect in all French teams. Um, heard they've got a good number eight. Uh, Carl Ferns, English boy. Ah, uh, is there not another lad as well, but he might have been playing six. Big powerhouse. Uh, there was a few guys talking him up in the changing room saying uh, going to have to deal with him early on. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a look at their team sheet and I think we've all kind of had a look and uh, there are a few big names on there, but you know, I think what we can probably expect from their pack is just some big, you know, physical rugby players. And it's going to be one of those games where um, we're going to have to get the contact point right and the physicality right from the start because if you don't, uh, that's how these teams tend to get on the front foot and, you know, normally win games. So, um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. I think everybody's pretty excited, obviously, back into Europe. And it's not very often in your career you do get to go over to these kind of places mm-hmm. and, and play against these big French clubs and their fantastic stadiums and crazy support. So, uh, aye, it's exciting. We're not thinking too far ahead, obviously, next game, etc. But this block of four, back-to-back, back-to-back against Edinburgh after that, mm-hmm. one of the most exciting blocks of the season. When the fixtures came out, would you have earmarked this little section here being like, this is that's huge. If we can get some good results in there, then we'll be all right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, um, it's, it's a massive four games coming up. It's going to be a, a four massive physical games, I think. Um, I think probably what we'll see is a little bit of rotation throughout here because yeah. anybody that can get through these four <laughs> games unscathed is doing extremely well. Um, you know, exciting with the, with the two European games. Uh, looking forward to being back at Scottsdale next week, hopefully after a good win this weekend. And then, uh, you know, we've got the Edinburgh games back to back and all, uh, yeah, we've got Christmas, I guess, in between. So need to, uh, need to get the Christmas shopping done nice and early. Don't want to leave it too late and uh, with all these games coming around. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of these periods in the season that's always exciting, uh, with the Edinburgh games especially. Well, you can still fly with the team out to Leon. It's not too late. There are a couple of last-minute places available on our charter flight. We'll leave Glasgow on Friday morning, come back Saturday night. So if you are interested, head over to glasgowarriors.org and get in touch, and you can travel with the team and hopefully back on a jubilant, successful flight home. You, mess- you, you mentioned kind of squad rotation there. That Some squads might be a bit stressed when it comes to squad rotation, but actually, surely that's something that we'd be really comfortable with, especially considering how well we've done in this block with so many internationals away. Who's who's impressed you? People who have come in who maybe wouldn't get the game time otherwise. Yeah. Um, I think Stafford McDowell has been phenomenal over Mm -hmm. the last four games. Um, I can see him having a massive future. He's he's so physical. He's literally the same size as me. He's Mm -hmm. like 100 and eight kilos six foot four he's fast uh, he's, he's made some fantastic line breaks over the last four weeks and set up some good tries been extremely physical as well uh, I think Robbie Nairn played really well on the weekend yeah. I was really impressed uh, good to see him running about the pitch battering into people with a high pace again uh, someone else who is ridiculously heavy and ridiculously fast at the I, same time where are these freak athletes coming from what are they doing in the academy systems here uh, so no, it's it's quality to see these guys doing well, and and as you say, I think you know 
over the last, especially on the weekend there, you know, we had a couple of little injuries during the week and there was late changes and obviously the Scotland guys getting a week off, most of them. To, to go and put a performance in like that was, was phenomenal. Um, you know, it was just, just amazing to be part of. And I think, you know, I think most uh, clubs can probably look at Glasgow and, and almost kind of aspire to the depth that we have here. Mm -hmm. it's, it's really impressive how it's kind of been built over the last few years. Um, makes things bloody tough to get a game, mind you. <laughs> so that's the downside as a player, but you know, it means that uh, I guess when throughout the season when guys go away, you're, you're normally always on a winning team. With uh, Christmas just around the corner, how much can you enjoy this time of year? There's obviously games, we mentioned there's games kind of pretty regularly throughout December. Mm -hmm. Are you gonna, are you gonna let yourself, have you got an advent calendar? Are you gonna let yourself have the odd mince pie or do you have to be really disciplined when it comes to this time of year? Are you able, I'm saying, are you able to enjoy it as I'm able to enjoy this time of year? I think we're still able to enjoy it massively in terms of, uh, well, well, here's the thing. I think what most players tend to do is that, you know, in the kind of build up to Christmas, they'll have a few weeks of, you know, being very strict and eating clean and, and training mm -hmm. well. And that gives you a kind of, you know, over the sort of Christmas period, if it be three or four days, a little bit of time to kind of relax a little bit more, have some nice food uh, with your family, uh, you know, pig out a little bit on Christmas Day. Certainly that's how I've done things uh, over the last couple of years. And I think, you know, for me, it's all about knowing what your what your body's like, and I think if I can get eighty percent of my diet right, then then I'm usually good. Uh, you know, you, some of your bigger boys might not be able to do that <laughs> so much, uh, but you only ask them because it, it literally is a thing where everybody's different. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got some guys that you know, we speak to Tom Evans there, and he you know he's notoriously known for a guy that would come in in the morning and be eating shortbread for his breakfast, and he's you know just go to his Instagram and check out his body. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Uh, and then you've got you know somebody who's maybe not to name any names, but you know maybe some front row players or second row players who are a bit heavier, and and these guys normally put on weight easier, so they need to be careful. Um, so I where, guess, are you, yeah. where are you in that spectrum? You're kind of halfway. I'd say I'm probably probably halfway. I sit in the middle of the road. Um, if I'm exercising and if I'm I feel if eighty percent of my diet's good, you know. 20% of the time I can I can ease off a little bit and enjoy myself so well, come Christmas Day I'll I'll have a glass of bubbly or two and maybe uh, I'll have a nice Christmas dinner couple of um, blankets in there ah exactly you know got to get that in uh, so no, it'll be good uh, just need to make sure I get into bed at a reasonable time and still sleeping well and stuff but that'll no, be it'll be good and as you mentioned there we spoke to Tom Evans on the phone earlier he was up in Glasgow Recently, he was a match ball presenter at the Cardiff game, and we caught up with him on the phone about his time up back at Scotstone and what he's up to generally. This is the Glasgow Warriors official podcast. Hello. Hey, Tom, it's Adam here, and Jack, how are you doing? Adam and Jack, how are you doing? Yeah, very well. How are you guys doing? Yeah, good, man, good. Um, more sober than the last time I saw you, I'd imagine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jeez. Um, uh, that was a wild weekend for sure, but uh, it was just, uh, I don't get up to, to Glasgow or Edinburgh uh, that often anymore, so I um, thought I'd just celebrate and make amends. Nice. Were you with, did you end up being with, uh, was it Lee Westwood? I've seen on your Instagram. Was he at the game? Yeah, because I didn't realise that he, um, he lives in Edinburgh and... Um, 
I see he's quite an avid uh, Scotland supporter and his, his young girl uh, Polly likes to get through so um, I didn't even realise he was at the game and he just sent us a text and uh, yeah it was good to meet up with him and uh, have a couple of uh, have a couple of drinks with him too Very nice So mate was this your first time back at Scotstone in well when was when was the last time you were here apart from delivering the match for the other day It was I, I, I came up um, uh do a bit of athletics like a long time ago uh, must have been about uh, I don't know I'd say six six years ago um, and I actually came up for a random weekend uh, um, probably about three years ago where I just uh, got, the, got the plane up with my brother Matt and uh, and went out in, in Sanctuary just for one night only and then literally got on the first uh, plane out but um, this was my first proper time in Scotston and uh, was blown away to be honest just um, not only the setup but just the pitch itself I thought was just uh, I mean I, I got to walk on um, for that few seconds to present the ball and just it just felt amazing and uh, a lot different to uh, I was about to say slightly yeah. envious as a winger I can imagine if you'd have had this in your day <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that's the thing you know like um, it was just great great to see the kind of state of and the standard that the Glasgow Warriors has now and it's it's almost like not in a not in a negative way, but sort of uh, sad. Sad that I didn't get to, to sort of experience that style of rugby and uh, and that, that like attacking proudness that, that they now have. It's, it's great to see. Yeah, I'm sure it would have suited you perfectly. Um, <laughs> so what's um, what's been going on anyway? So you obviously back in 2010 you retired after the horrendous injury. How's um, how's life been kind of shaping up since then? What's been What's been happening in the life of Tom Evans? Yeah, I mean, it was um, obviously like a, a massive shock as it is. You know, anyone has to end their career like prematurely, but like um, was was really lucky and, and grateful to have had the outcome that I had. And um, I didn't really know what to do, um, to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, it's like uh, Strictly Come Dancing kind of came about and I, I went into the interview not thinking I'd hope in hell of getting it. Mm. And... Um, there were just sort of three three uh, females on the <laughs> behind the behind the table, and I uh, just had a little chat with them and said that I liked to dance and and, and got got the job. But it was uh, it was that really that opened a lot of doors, and and that really that opened um, opened my eyes to sort of the acting side of things. Um, always liked movies growing up, but never thought like uh, or never even considered giving it a go. And then. Um, and then did and, and, and I've loved it ever since it's a it's a tough old industry but, but just enjoying the process and uh, I hope to, to to kind of bag myself something soon that, that's the plan now, I read somewhere recently that after your injury you kind of struggled with rugby a bit talk us through that because it must have been really difficult being so immersed in something and then having it taken away so so abruptly yeah no that's um, obviously spot on I uh I did find it hard to watch it, and, and again, not not in a bitter way. It's just it was hard seeing guys who, you know, I used to play with not only at the Warriors but but in, in the Scotland team, you know, sort of sort of doing well and and uh, progressing as a team. And I I just felt you know like um, that it was that, that I wished I was a part of it to be honest. And uh, it, you know, I struggled for a while, and it was it was nice seeing Max carry on and play for a few years, but. But even seeing him play, you know, and uh, and knowing how how much I kind of thrived to, to sort of play alongside him and and the other guys, it, it was really hard. And it was only it took a couple of years to be honest. And 
if you know even now like you know walking walking back and you know to Scottsdale and seeing some of the old like um, crew that used to be there like the Shizzler and stuff it I don't think it ever leaves you as a player like uh, and I think it's one of those things that until it's gone you, you truly appreciate kind of what what you have as a rugby player do you have any particular highlights of your time playing? Maybe like one for Scotland, one for Glasgow. Are there any games or moments within the game that really stand out from your playing career? Yeah, I'd say I'd, I'd say it was it was great because when I signed from Wasps um, uh, to, to the Warriors in, in 2006, you know they they were struggling, and you know they were kind of consistently near the bottom of the table. So it was really nice to come from a club that is. Was, was like sort of winning everything um, to, to, to one to one that was struggling, and I say that because it was nice to have seen you know being in a team and, and and feeling that you know the change, and it was it was a small change, but you know when we beat Toulouse in the Heineken Cup and uh, they had their full team out away from home, um, that was one, you know one of the best days of, of, of my rugby career because we were obviously weren't favourites at all massive underdogs and I think they just thought this was going to be a blowout for their full strength side going into the final which they'd already secured their place in um, sorry the knockout stages and it was just uh, it was going to be a, you know a walk in the park and we turned up and we gave it everything and, uh, and beat them and I never forget the standing ovation from, from you know their home crowd it was uh, definitely one of the sort of hair in the back moments um, so for the Warriors I'd say that and then Obviously, for, for Scotland, you know, there's there's a couple, you know, playing playing New Zealand at night um, in a sellout Murrayfield. It was no better feeling, but I'd say starting with Max in the uh, in our first game for the Six Nations um, together was a was a pretty um, yeah out of body experience, and we sadly lost. But it's it's, it's a memory I'll, I'll I'll treasure for a long time. That's for sure. And mm. you're obviously still keeping fit, Tom. From looking at your your Instagram page, the rig's still in decent condition. So tell us more about what you're doing. Are you are you still training pretty hard? Yeah, I, I am. You know, t- to be honest, it's it's not really. Um, yeah, I just I guess growing up playing rugby, you know, you, you get used to you know being disciplined and uh, and keeping yourself in shape, and, and I love it. And I find if I don't do any form of exercise for a couple of days, um, you know, I I, I I get a bit sort of. Uh, I don't know, like, um, I, find, I just find it therapeutic. And, um, you know, I, I guess with what I'm doing now, like, uh, and some of the modeling, um, it, it's, it kind of goes hand in hand and, and hand in hand with the acting. And I, yeah, I just, I just like being fit. And I've, I've been lucky to do, like, a, a lot of, like, sort of fit, fitness things since um, retiring from rugby. Um, and uh, I don't think that's ever going to change. I think, uh, you know, just... Just, just love it, and uh, going to keep on uh, trying to trying to keep up with the young bucks coming through, like yourself, Adam. <laughs> I can safely say your rig looks <laughs> ten times better than mine right now, and I'm a professional athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, what I'm, I'm keen to know: what is the proportion? What's the difference of Instagram likes from a from a photo with a shirt on and shirt off? Is there a stark difference? Ah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's yeah, it's that's that's the thing though. Like um. I'm not as like mad as some of these like bloggers and uh, I don't know what you call them like public figures these days. But you know, with their whole life kind of you know, I mean, it's just the way I guess social media is going these days. But I do notice like <laughs> an incredible difference. Yeah, when you show a bit of flesh as opposed to you know keep keeping the clothes on, and uh, it just seems to be yeah the way of the world. But it's uh, it is 
it is quite scary, you know, like there's a difference in, in likes, that's for sure. Maybe that's where I'm going wrong then. Maybe my next post could be kite out. <laughs> you got to show the people what they want, don't exactly. you? Exactly. Well, I'll tell you what. See, I'll tell you a little bit about my one of my first modelling experiences, and it's uh, something that you've taken part in, Tom. You know, the Stade Dieu uh, French rugby calendar. Oh, yeah. I, so, I, I, that's, and how did you find it? Uh, it was good. So um, it was actually... So it was a year ago, just in the summer past there. So what is this? It's a... So it's basically uh, Stade Francais do a calendar every year. And Tom and Max were in it one year. And, you know, I think back in the day, I believe people, you know, tended to go fully naked. Mm-hmm. But yeah. nowadays it's kind of more clothed up. But obviously myself, I had the all, all the kit off. Um, but Good man. Um, they, Good man. they didn't actually pick me. So like they had like 15 people, no, I think it was like 15 people or 20 people and obviously there's only 12 months in a year so unfortunately I missed out. Uh, I think uh, the skin folds must have been a little bit too high um, but to be honest going by the way the photo looked it was probably a, a blessing in disguise that they never used the photo. Um, you, it was, you, it was you, out there. Have you still, have you still got them on the mantelpiece somewhere? I have, I've still got it, it's on my phone, I'm considering Instagramming it. Or I might print a couple of photos out or copies out and send them to my grand for Christmas or something. <laughs> <laughs> we should do that, man. That would be good. <laughs> I'm, I must have missed their email. Uh, I haven't heard from yeah. him, so that's the maybe, only maybe, only possible explanation. Is that maybe they, maybe just check, check your gram out and they were just like, yeah, he just he, he's just uh, just keeping too many clothes on. We just don't want to. <laughs> exactly, that's yeah. what it is. <laughs> your brother, your brother stays in good shape as well, mate. Do you two get competitive about your about your fitness and your? And your, your Instagram likes as well, or is it? Are you just happy to see him getting as many as many likes as possible? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not competitive in, in, in that way, but we we do train a lot together, and um, I think it's always quite nice having that competitive, you know, um, kind of vibe with, when you're training. Because uh, I find when I go by myself, even when I'm just like doing boxing or, or whatever, like you can bet you can get a bit sort of lethargic and you know you never really push yourself you know unless someone's pushing you or someone's there with you and we've always been you know had that bit of competitive you know spirit growing up and I think it's I think it's a great thing to have especially when you're training and I and I do feel like you know if he's done you know however many pull-ups I'm going to try and you know better that and it's it's only it's only a good thing and he's 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 certainly the same so it's it's healthy but yeah I, I'd say we do have a bit of um yeah have a bit of banter when we're training and but it, but it brings out the best in, in both of us as, as it always did yeah always healthy how is the how is the neck holding up after you know I guess eight years now is it, it was obviously an extensive operation you had to get but how is it holding up yeah, it's, it's all good, you know, like, again, like, uh, I'm forever grateful to the medical sort of support I received, not only from Scotland, but, but, but down in Cardiff as well, like, uh, and again, forever grateful, you know, knowing what possibly could have been and, you know, taking it all that into account, like, I feel, you know, truly lucky to, to be able to go and play golf and, and you know, work out. To, to pretty much the same ability that I, I did before. There's, there's certain things I don't do, like I used to, um, like surf a bit, and uh, and you know, you know, the whiplash from from the waves and stuff. I just I, I don't do anymore. And there's there's like crazy, you know, like like we all do, like uh, you know, trying trying to lift stupid weights in the gym. I, I don't do that anymore. I just sort of uh, really cautious about what I do. But I mean. Take, you know, taking everything into account, I'm I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I, I guess the only time I feel it slightly is 
play a lot of golf and when it gets um, pretty pretty chilly down here in, in the midwinter if I try and like rip a drive I can, I can feel a bit of tightness but I mean it's nothing I mean guys guys who are playing now um, probably get more pain than I do so I, I can't complain at all mm, well, glad to hear that what are your no. what are your plans for Christmas, mate? What have you and what have you, and Max, got planned for the festive festive period? Well, uh, uh, our mum and dad like live in Portugal, so um, that's that's kind of been home for us growing up. Um, dad's a golfer, obviously, out there, and, and you know, it's a pr- pretty good quality of life. So we try and get back for Christmas there, and it's 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 lovely because it's quiet. And um, I, I always had this annual game against my old man where annoyingly he beats me because he just uh, we call him Nine Nine Brian and that's because he doesn't miss from the Nine Nine in he's just like stealth mode so it's uh, as annoying as it is I'm looking forward to that game and hopefully this year can be my first year to actually take him one on one but who knows and will you let yourself will you let yourself go Christmas Day turkey all the trimmings I'd imagine <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely yeah you, you need a bit of uh, trimmings now and again I mean I, I've never again not to be one of those annoying guys but I, I I do like my food and I've never been one of these guys who diets crazy um, like some people do. Uh, obviously, I don't I don't have a Domino's pizza every night, but um, I find it quite hard to put on weight. So I just, I do try and eat a lot of food and um, not, not be so healthy all the time. I like, I like my biscuits and tea every night. That's, that's, a, that's a norm, really. So, well, Mate, thanks so much for calling in. We hope to see you back up here soon. No, definitely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. No worries. Speak to you soon. The official Glasgow Warriors podcast. Great insight from Tom there. Ashley, you promised to post that picture on your Instagram this evening then? I can't post this photo seriously. <laughs> see if I'll show you just now after this, Jack. Mate, you've shown me it before. I'll show I, don't, you before. I don't need to see it. It again. can't go up. Maybe I can put an emoji over uh, the private parts and uh, it might then be acceptable. But I'm going to ask you not to do that. Aye, no, it's my media manager. Yeah, good <laughs> advice. I won't do it. That's uh, stored away in my phone uh, in a file that's got 15 passwords. <laughs> uh, so it's safe in there and nobody will be getting it. Well, thanks for listening to Warriors Weekly. Don't forget that, as I mentioned earlier, the last few remaining places on our chart at Leon are still available. Go to glasgowarriors.org and travel with Ashley and myself and the rest of the team out to Leon and back on what should be a really jubilant flight should we get the result. Um, tune in to Warriors Weekly next week and we'll have another festive show for you then. Thanks very much. Thank you. The Glasgow Warriors, official podcast. With Jack and Ashy.